Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for another Q&A episode. Had to probe a little bit, had to push on you guys a little bit to, to get the questions in, uh, but we have a lot of great questions. Um, before we get into it, if you're listening to this on release day, uh, K-State playing uh, Villanova tonight, 6 p.m. in Bramlage Coliseum. I'm looking forward to it. Again, I've, I've been struggling with a cold. I, I think I'm on the other side of it. I'm hoping a good night of sleep. I'm going to wake up refreshed, ready to go, um, and, and I'm planning on... Uh, leaving about midday, getting to Manhattan, enjoying a little bit of time in the happiest place in the world before getting over to Bramlage Coliseum uh, tomorrow. So if you're going, wear white. I love a color-coordinated uh, arena, stadium. Uh, I, I, man, I was in white for the stripe out uh, for football this year. hate it. I, I don't like wearing white. Um, but, hey, it's a wide out. I'm going to rock it, so so don't you guys worry. I'll be there wearing white. If I can wear white, you're going. Make sure you're wearing white as well because, again, it looks cool on TV. It looks cool in the arena. Um, so, you know, I like it. I like it. Could Casey have done a better job advertising it? Probably. Um, I've gotten a ton of emails about it, but I'm also weird. I, I've known that this game was going to be a wide out. Uh, they announced some stuff. I, uh, you know, I, you know. I'm weird. I, I like tracking stuff like this. So if you haven't heard and, and you're going to the game on Saturday, uh, rock a little bit of white gear for the wideout versus Villanova. Fingers crossed we see the script Wildcats uniforms for the first time this year. Um, 
I have a hunch. I, I hope it happens, um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I, I'm some big basketball insider. I, I have not broken down any sort of tape on Villanova. I can tell you that the line is out uh, as of time of recording, and it is Villanova by one and a half points. Uh, what do they have the over-under at? Uh, one, 141.5. Um, so, again, they're, they're thinking, what, it's going to be like a 72-69 type game, uh, 71-70, somewhere in that ballpark. I, I, think that, I think that is a good call. Villanova, uh, they're coming off back-to-back losses. They have three losses on the season. They dropped a big five game to Penn. Uh, they dropped a big five game to St. Joseph's. They dropped a big five game to Drexel. So again, they've, they've dropped three games versus their Philadelphia cohorts and the games that they lost, they scored only 65, uh, versus St. Joseph. Um, they scored 72 versus Penn and then Drexel went almost exclusively zone, uh, on Saturday and beat them 57, 55. Uh, again, Villanova is a team that likes to chuck the ball. They, they like to bomb it from three. So, quite frankly, I, I think I think I heard they're averaging close to thirty attempts from three um, a, a night. Uh, so, if they're on, if they're hot, if they're hitting their shots, uh, it could be an ugly game. Again, Villanova, a, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, they killed uh, Maryland. They killed Texas Tech. They beat North Carolina in overtime. They beat Memphis by sixteen. Again, how good are any of those teams? I'm not sure. I think this is going to be a big test. Um, doesn't sound like Naquan Tomlin's going to be back uh, for the Villanova game. I mean, some rumors, some whispers out there, he may not be. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about that. I, I believe, I think, Tomlin's going to come back at some point in the season. I'm thinking probably after the second semester for Big 12 play. I don't know that for sure. Um, sounds like Big 12 play is also the target for Quez Glover, but Will McNair will be starting on uh, Tuesday, on t- uh, tonight, 6 p.m. ESPN2. Uh, so I think this is a game we can win. I think this is a game we should win. And I think the crowd's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be raucous. I, I, I think I think the fans are going to respond to Jerome Tang in his press conference. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if 9,500... Um, for, for a game versus North Alabama should have drawn the ire of Jerome Tang like it seemingly did. But, you know, he's an honest guy, and uh, he's going he's gonna to answer the questions how he sees fit. And if Jerome Tang is pushing K-State fans uh, to do what almost no one else does, then, then you know what? Kudos to him. Uh, he He's batting a 1,000. Look, what he did last year um, and – What's going on right now this year? Would I have liked to beat USC? Yes. Would I have liked to beat Miami? 100%. But uh, as frustrating as the last two games have been, he, he still has won those games. What he's been able to do, his record in Bramlage Coliseum, um, is insane. What? Only one loss to Texas, uh, and, and that was last year. Uh, so, look, he, he he can say whatever he wants. He can he can push fans to be better. He can he can push students to be better. Um that's his call. I, I wouldn't think 9,500 uh, versus North Alabama w- would cause that. But again, he was asked the question on Saturday and again on Monday, both times, ironically enough, um, by someone who works for K-State. 
Um, you'd think after Saturday, you'd tell the folks, hey, don't ask, don't ask this question, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I think some folks are, are, are taking it a little further. Uh, I know Kansas City Sports Talk Radio picked it up, and they're, they're like, oh, you know, is this it? Is K-State and Drum Tang, are they, are they on that? No, I I think everyone is going to take that and make of it what they will. I think the best part about it is Drum Tang doesn't care. Drum Tang is 100% authentic to who he is, and I think that's a great thing. I think because of that, he's going to continue to recruit well. I think he's going to bring a national championship to K-State. I, I truly believe all of that. Just because I don't, uh, I, I don't think that the attendance this year, especially this year, uh, is deserving of, of catching some of those comments. Uh, it is what it is. I think tonight's going to be a, a great atmosphere. And, and look, K-State fans responded to the challenge last year very well. Uh, and, and I think that uh, whether it was his intention or not, uh, I think that, uh, and, and whether it's causation, correlation, whatever, uh, but I, I, I do think that, uh, what, the rest of the home games this year, uh, yeah, rest of the home games until January sold out. Uh, this one, then you got Nebraska. Uh, a lot of the Big 12 games already sold out. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere in Kansas City for Wichita State. So um, whether it's causation or correlation, I, I, I do think KSA fans are going to answer the bell. I think Jerome Tang's going to be pleased with what he sees and hears on, uh, tonight on Tuesday and hopefully rest of the season. Uh, final thing from his press conference today that, that I kind of took away uh, outside of McNair is going to be starting. Um, he wants to get rid of the Big East Challenge. I like it. I, I like these challenges in college basketball. I want to add one with the Big Ten. I want a Big 12 versus the world. Um, but look, with going to 20 conference games, I, I'm sure that uh, the staff wants as much control over the schedule as possible. I get it, 100%. That's fine. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, I, I think this is a game K-State can win. Um, I worry a little bit if Villanova gets hot from three because, I mean, again, they're, they're throwing it up there like 30 times a game. Uh, but I, I think this is a game K-State wins. This is a game I would predict us to win as well. I, I think it's going to be a game, you know, 75-68 cats. Um, I, I'm hoping it's even bigger. I, I think there's a chance. I, I think both sides. I think it, this could be a big win, uh, blowout win for K-State. I think Villanova could blow K-State out. And then it obviously could go uh, close game for either one. So I'm pumped for it. I'm going to hopefully I, – I, I'm hoping I wake up feeling good. I've been battling a cold for the better part of four or five days. Um, but I'm planning on being there, planning on, uh, heading up to Manhattan midday. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a fun evening of basketball all around. All right, let's get into all of your great questions. All right. Um, starting off with K2, actually, she, she had this last week and, and just missed it, but, but I loved them and all, all three of these questions. And then of course, shout out to her. She knew we were going to the Pop-Tart Bowl even last week. Her Three questions. She has some more later, but the first three. Uh, women, women's basketball hung in tough with Iowa and has split their games with them. Is it too early to speculate on their tournament seeding? No, never too early. Um, the fun part about women's basketball is the first two rounds are hosted on site. 
So I really think uh, if you're going to zero in on stuff, obviously you want to be as high a seed as possible, but getting to a four seed would be absolutely huge. Huge, as a former president once said. Um, I think they can get there. I, I think the goal needs to be a four seed or better. Um, I'm hoping the selection committee is um, a little bit more on their game than the AP and coaches poll. Uh We'll just leave it like that. Uh, I think K-State women's basketball continues to be grossly disrespected by the pollsters. Um, Hopefully the selection committee uh, is smarter. Uh, But if you have a big season, if you can get some more quality wins, if you can make some noise and finish uh, top three, top two, win the conference, which I think this team is capable of, um, top four seed uh, is 100% in play. And I think that's what you need to be shooting for. Um, Obviously... Seeds, you know, if you end up with a five, six, seven, whatever, you're going to have to go on the road. Uh, but I think this team, this squad, this talent, and, and Jeff Mitty and the coaching staff, I think anything less than the second weekend uh, w- would really suck. It would really hurt. Um, long way to go. Big game on Saturday uh, with Missouri up in St. Joe. I'm going to try to get up there for that. Uh, but regardless, uh, this team has the talent. This team has the potential. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, number two, how does Chauncey feel about the snow? He absolutely loves the snow. He loves running through the snow, uh, rolling in the snow. If it's too cold, he's a quick dash in and dash out, but he loves it. He loves the flo- fluffy white snow. And then favorite flavor of Pop-Tart? She knew. She knew. Uh, I got to go with s'mores or the uh, fudge ones. I haven't had them in a while, uh, but that might be changing soon. Stay tuned. Uh, Powercat Ryan, uh, he had a poll, but his ask uh, Bosco question was, who was the true freshman uh, MVP? He had Avery Johnson, Austin Romaine, Jace Brown, and other. Uh, Jace Brown won the poll. I think ultimately, if you're looking at the season as a whole, I think it's Jace Brown. Uh, Avery 100% is the reason why uh, we won the Texas Tech game. Even if Avery didn't play in the Texas Tech game, I mean, I I don't know. I think maybe Will would have actually pulled that out. So I'm not going to say he's the only reason, but he was a massive reason. I mean, five touchdowns in one game is electric stuff. But I think ultimately Jace Brown would be the true freshman MVP. We're going to the ambassador, uh, no longer the ambassador actually, but Ethan Brown. He asks, what is my go-to Christmas breakfast and what should he get me for the holidays? Uh, so I love breakfast on Christmas morning. Um, we call it egg dish, but really it's just like a breakfast casserole with eggs, sausage, cheese, cream of mushroom soup, and then uh, that's baked. And the, the lower layer, I think, is just uh, bread. I think it's just like wheat bread. Um, put it in a greased up dish, and then it comes out bubbling hot. Um, some of those cheese, uh, little smoky sausages, Coffee cake is a must uh, with some butter uh, and then coffee as well. Um, just delicious Christmas breakfast. Um, and, and that's been, those have been the staples my entire life. Absolutely love it. Uh, what should he get me for the holidays? I'm the worst. And I know my mom's listening to this. I know I, my brother's not listening, um, but I'm the worst. I can't come up with ideas. I usually just buy stuff for myself. I'll be honest. One year I asked for an air fryer. Uh, that was like three, four years ago. Never used it once and just recently gave it to my mom. Um, I, I still have stuff from last Christmas that 
um, I have not used once. I am horrible. I just like, okay, let me just ask for something. Um, I, I'm the worst. I, I, I can't stand that about myself. I just, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst person to buy gift, gifts for. I'm the worst. Um, Ema Elvis also asking favorite uh, Pop-Tart flavor. Again, I'm sticking with s'mores. I'm sticking with fudge. Uh, some something chocolatey with uh, with frosting, 100%. Um, how does the Wolfpack squad match up with the Wildcats Bull squad? Um, opt-outs are still coming. Transfer portals are still coming. Uh, but for the most part, and, and shout out to the KSO show uh, with Mason. Uh, Jimmy was on there on the Sunday show. And Drew, of course. Uh, Jimmy said, hey, they, they really look like Iowa State. Good on defense, not great on offense, but they don't have the explosive rate of Iowa State. Now, the final game, you know, our defense had a lot to do with it, but Iowa State ended the season as the number one explosive rate offense in the big or in the nation, not in the Big Twelve, in the nation. I think NC State, I, I, I believe Jimmy said, is in the hundreds. So I, I think it's Iowa State without the explosion again. Opt-outs are going to be a, a, a thing to track. Uh, transfer portal. I'm going to talk tomorrow about the transfer portal. Uh, no Nate Matlack is going to suck uh, for that one. Um, I'm not anticipating Ben Sennett, um, Will Lee. So you're missing a lot of contributors. Um, so how are we going to look? So I think we match up well. Uh, the, the lines opened up, you know, Anywhere between seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. It's now down closer to three. So lots of early movement to the Wolfback. Well, that'll be something fun to track over the next three weeks. Um, and then what makes this a great game for college football fans to watch? Early start time on a Thursday. So I'm lucky. I, I take off. I have off the entire week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so this game is perfect for me. Um, it is tough. It is. It is going to be tough for folks who, who aren't who don't get the entire week off. Um, but what makes it great? Look, it, it's two ranked teams again. I, I, I stumbled through this yesterday a few times, uh, but I think it's one of only five non-New Year's Six uh, bowl games between two ranked teams. And I, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think the styles match up well. Um, and I think there's going to be some fun players. Again, uh, NC State's quarterback, he's a runner as well. Avery Johnson, obviously a dual threat. So I think you're going to see two exciting uh, quarterbacks playing as well. Uh, so again, 445 Central Time on a Thursday. Not great for folks who are, who are working, but but I, I do think it's going to be a pretty well-watched bowl game. Um, all right, here, here's one from Suburban Legend. I love this. Will we get an Avery and Bosco throwback shirt on a Charlie Hustle tee next year? Look, I hope so. There's all these fun throwback uh, clips that have come out and throwback pictures of Washington players with their uh, Husky mascot. Absolutely awesome. Look, I will buy... No, I'm not going to say it because they might actually do it, but I would be buying a lot of Avery Johnson throwback with Bosco the dog uh, shirts, I I think it would be amazing. Now, was Bosco mainstream enough to make it happen? 
I don't know, but I'll tell you this. If Charlie Hustle does it, it will be the most stylish shirt. It will be the most comfortable shirt. And, again, I'm going to have to buy it. I'm going to lead this into my ad read talking about Charlie Hustle. Look, I'm wearing one of their officially licensed K-State sweatshirts right now. I'm going to be wearing one of their white T-shirts to the game on or tonight, on Tuesday, tonight, for, for the whiteout. I, I love my K-State beef shirt. My We Own This State shirt. So many great shirts. All the NIL shirts. Folks, they're also in their 12 Days of Hustleness. So they have a new promotion or a new special drop every single day. If you missed it on Monday, it was 25% off all the NIL shirts, including the Double Trouble Gabby Gregory Aoka Lee shirt, which I've bought for a handful of folks as a nice little Christmas gift. Uh, they have the Mr. Big Shot Tyler Perry and King Arthur shirt for Arthur Kaluma as well. Check out Charlie Hustle. Get your stuff from the Arrowhead Collection, Crown Town. It's going to be baseball season before you know it. Or just their classic Casey Hart shirts. I want the Bosco and Avery shirt so bad. In Suburban Legend, I will buy you that shirt if Charlie Hustle makes it. All right, uh... On a real note, what is wrong with the energy of the basketball team the first 38 minutes of the game? Is it rotation? Is it missing uh, players? Was it all about the dudes last year and we're missing them? Look, I. it's tough to say. Look, I I, I think first and foremost, and, and again, Jerome Tang said in his press conference, and even I said it uh, with my frustration with them when, when I talked about it on Monday, um, they're at least wins. There have been plenty of upsets in college basketball so far this year. Um, and we're not one of them. We we were able to take care of business. We were able to score when it was needed most in crunch time. And um, we've come out on top. We've had wins. I think that is very important um, to remember. That said, I have no clue. I have no clue. Uh, in theory... You, you, you've seen, and, and I'm stealing something from, uh, I believe it is uh, Mason. It's Mason or Jimmy. I can't remember which one said this on the K-State Online show. Uh, please check that out on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Um, but you have three guys who can who can score 20 points on any given night between Cam Carter, Tyler Perry, and Arthur Kaluma. I think it really comes down to having that fire, having that intensity, and being consistent for 40 minutes, and having that fire, having that ability, having that consistency from game to game. That's tough. That is very tough. Being consistent in anything is tough. I can be great eating well, eating, you know, following a diet, trying to lose weight, and be be great for a day or two. But then all of a sudden, hey, being consistent is tough. You know, whether it is going to bed on time, whether it's drinking more water, whether it's anything in your personal life, your professional life, being consistent is tough. And playing a sport is no different. The best people at whatever they do, either the the best people in relationships, the best people professionally, the best people when it comes to academics, athletics, a lot of it comes down to being consistent. Consistent. I think a lot of people have the ability to be great on occasion. It is truly the elite of the elite at anything who are able to be great consistently. And I think that's what it comes down to. Can one of these three guys become elite and be consistent game in, game out? Tip off to final buzzer. 
Can one of those guys do it? And then can you find a second? And then can you find a third? And this team at least has three candidates right now who can do it. Are they ever going to get to that point? I don't know. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, But that's really what it comes down to. It just comes down to, I think, consistency from your three best players who are on the court. All right, we got another fun one from Powercat Ryan. In the event K-State needs, wants to use a backup quarterback, who would you most like to see as QB2? No experience needed. Now, it sounds like Jacob Knuth will be able to play if needed. That's no fun. Although, I legitimately would like to see him. I've heard some great things about him running scout team. But, look, if we're going to get weird, but somewhat realistic, how about Seth Porter? I, he, he played it in high school. He's fast. I would love to see him, you know, get back there in the Wildcat, be doing some read options, some speed reverse, maybe throwing the ball. Uh, down on the goal line, how about Big Oose? Uso played quarterback back in Hawaii. Um, let, let's go with Uso. Or, again, uh, how about Camden Beebe uh, throw on a, a, a eligible wide receiver jersey on, on Cooper and have Camden Beebe roll out and toss a touchdown to his brother Cooper. Uh, So those would be my three picks for the alternate QB2 uh, for just going rogue and wild during bowl season. Next one, the Coffee Fiend. Favorite Christmas tradition from when you were a kid that you keep as an adult today? Uh, It it has to be some of the the great classic Christmas movies and specials that I watch. I, I love Christmas time. My parents made it magical. Uh, decorated the house, Christmas music. Um, I think Christmas Eve night is the best night of the year. It's just absolutely amazing. I, I very ble- I had a very blessed childhood. I had the two best parents, loving home, still do to this day. I have the best family in the world, um, and, and Christmas is just the best. So, you know, it's the specials. Um, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. Because luckily enough, I, I go home. I, I'm... I'm in Topeka so much during football season because I'm, I'm lucky enough and, and get to go to the games with my dad a bunch. Stop through there on the way to basketball games. Uh, I'm there for the holidays. So a lot of those traditions, like the Christmas Eve tradition, Christmas Day traditions, I still get to do it at home. I still get to kind of become a little kid uh, for you know 36 hours a year and experience that Christmas magic uh, with my family still to this day. Uh, my guy, S.L. Keck. What are some good players with unique names that we can name our kid after? I don't know if you and I are having a kid, but I mean, the first one that came to mind was Rolando Blackman, because when you think about uh, some of the names, you know, up on the ring of honor for football or up in the rafters um, for basketball, I mean, not a lot of them are unique, you know, Uh, Mike Evans, uh, eventually Michael Beasley, Jacob Pullen, Lon Kruger is Lon unique. I mean, I guess you can go with Lon. I don't. I don't know if I would do that. Willie Murrell, Mitch Richmond. Uh, again, not a lot of crazy, uh, unique names up there. Um, Jack Parr. I, I'm sure I, I'm missing some. Um, but but again, nothing too crazy. And then like Ring of Honor, Jordy is Jordy the most unique name uh, that that's up on the football Ring of Honor. If you're saying good and unique names, is Jordy it? I mean, Lynn Dickey, Steve Grogan, David Allen, Michael Bishop, Tyler Lockett, um, Colin Klein. 
I, I mean, come on. Terrence Newman? I mean, is Terrence considered unique? Mark Simino? No, I mean, I, most of the, the, the good players, the great players, don't have that unique a name. So, I mean, go with Rolando. Rolando. I think, I think that's a good one. Uh, what movies haven't you seen that people fleek, uh, freak out, flip out when you tell them? Uh, since we're talking Christmas and because I love Christmas movies so much, um, have not seen Miracle on 34th Street. Have not seen, uh, what's the other, like, super class? Miracle on 34th Street and, oh, man. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I had not seen Die Hard until last year. Two years ago is the first time I watched Home Alone. Um, I watched um, Shawshank Redemption for the first time this summer. Um, but since we're since we're in the Christmas season, Miracle on 34th Street and it's, and it's a Wonderful Life. have not seen either one of them. Um, and then final one from SL Keck. How long until 10% of college players take advantage of not wearing a number 0 through 5? So far, I've only seen RJ. Well, Bronny James is coming back here in a couple weeks. I think he's wearing number 6. Um, but I think it's going to take maybe 4 or 5 years. Um, completely cycle through the guys who originally picked numbers 0 through 5. Um, and then I think maybe you'll see... 10 uh, percent or more um so we'll say five years we're going to will the thrill if there was uh odds because uh, he says over under but if there was like a betting board of the favorite uh flavors uh for the pop-tart mascot who do you think it'd be i think it's gonna be strawberry i i have it on well i don't want to present this wrong i'm pretty sure it's gonna be strawberry i think strawberry blueberry or brown sugar um maple brown sugar whatever i think i think it's gonna be one of those three i'm pretty sure it's gonna be strawberry though i i do think it's wild though edible mascot i need to see uso chomping down on a mascot all right wild podcasts do you think we'll see our young guys play more than the non-returners on the offensive line during the bowl game? No. I, I think I think for the most part, the offensive line is going to look very similar to how it did all year. You're going to see a rotation of seven, maybe eight guys. Uh, but if Cooper Beebe and Hayden Gillum and KT Lev are coming back for this game and... They're going, and they all came back as super seniors. You're not going to say, hey, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for going through bull prep. We're only going to give you a series, and then we're going to go to young guys. No, I, I don't see that happening. All right, next to the 1012 Podcast Network. My guys, 1012 Network. Can we get some official Pop-Tart in Manhattan Brewing Company pairings? Now, I'm not going I'm not going to say a lot right now. I'm not going to say a lot. But I'm hoping we might be able to do something in this realm uh, where we could actually pair some stuff up. Honestly, they got some Belgian triple. uh, I I can't remember the name of it. Oh, man. But they had just like a delicious, boozy Belgian triple ale um, that I think would have gone great with the brown sugar maple Pop-Tart. I think Tang Party would go well with a frosted strawberry um i i think there's all sorts of possible combinations and i'm hoping we're going to be able to do it speaking of manhattan brewing company again 
Now's the time. It's around the holiday season. It might be a little too late for holiday. But make it your New Year's resolution to be nice. But talk to your local liquor store in the state of Kansas. And get Manhattan Brewing Company on the shelves. Wabash Ale is coming any week now. You want to support Wildcat NIL. You want to drink great beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. Talk to your local liquor store. Also, make it part of your game day tradition. Get to Manhattan Brewing Company before you go to Bramlage, whether it's for the men's or women's basketball games this winter. Again, as long as I'm feeling better, as long because I, you know, I'm on the I'm on the mend. I'm on on the come up from from this little cold that I've had. But as long as I am feeling good tomorrow, I'm going to be there before the game. I'm going to have a couple pints. I'm going to take a couple four-packs to go and some crowlers, of course, because you know that is what we do. Shout-out to Manhattan Brewing Company. They're the absolute best. So is the 1012 Network. Shout-out to them. All right, we got some more from Will the Thrill, um, mainly because I was mean to him because he was asking questions to Cocaine Willie and not me. Because I'm sensitive like that. Shout out to Cocaine Willie. Shout out to the Aggieville Alley Cats. The KSO Show. Three Ma. Um, the Wild Podcats. Oh man, which ones am I missing? The Go Paracat Show. Again, they, they have multiple shows a week as well. Uh, a lot of their stuff on YouTube as well. If you're not following Go Paracat on YouTube. Uh, K-State Online on YouTube. Um, all sorts of great stuff on YouTube. All sorts of great stuff on podcasts. Uh, Shout out to everyone participating. And shout out to Will who asked questions to all of us. There have been a lot of ups and downs in men's basketball play. Do you personally feel like it's a cohesive, cohesion problem, lack of a distinguished leader, or a missing point? Could it be all the factors? I think it's all the factors. I talked about it uh, on Monday. I talked about it on a question earlier. Uh, Look, at the end of the day, yes, ups and downs, but we've beat everyone we're supposed to. Now, this four-game stretch, you go 4-0 in this stretch, and then, of course, take care of business for Chicago State, and you're what? What would that be? 10-2, 11-2, going into uh, conference play with one quad one win, probably another quad two, some quad three wins. Um, if, if, you, if you're going into conference play at 11-2, it doesn't matter how pretty or how ugly it is. The number one thing, most important thing, is winning. Again, I I get frustrated during games. You guys have heard it when I've answered some questions. You guys probably heard it on Monday as well. And I think there are some concerns with this team. Uh, Great teams do not, you know, go down to the wire with with teams as bad as Oral Roberts and bad as uh, North Alabama on on back-to-back games. They don't. But Jerome Tang, he has... A method to his madness. He he was preaching, you know, multiple times last year, and again he he brought it up during his press conference on Monday, um, saying, "Hey, you don't want to peak too early. You want to peak at the right time." And he he doesn't seem nervous. He doesn't seem anxious. He doesn't seem worried about the performance uh, as a whole. If you're looking at things macro, I think every game there are a couple things he he's he's mad about a couple things he wishes he can change but as we see with the attendance question he's gonna say what's exactly on his mind i think if there was some legitimate worries i think if there was some stuff that hey that there needs to be a big time panic i think i think jerome tang and maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe i'm wrong on this i think jerome tang would probably say something um 
He says exactly what's on his mind. He doesn't seem worried. He seems confident. He seems like he is uh, pretty happy with the direction that this team is going. Uh, I might be reading too much into stuff from the press conference, um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I think K-State has two coaches that sometimes maybe are too honest. Um, and I think sometimes Chris Kleiman can go a little coach speak if he wants to. I don't think Jerome Tang's capable of that. Um, so I think if there was a major issue, I think if there was something worth a five alarm, you know, panic session, I, I think I think we'd pick up on it a little bit more from Jerome Tang. And I'm not getting that from him. Um, but I, I do think there is some cohesion stuff. Obviously, you're missing two players that you thought were going to be massive parts of your rotation. That's not going to be easy. Yes, you know, th- there probably needs to be an alpha or someone who really takes the bull by the horns and, and becomes that leader for this team. Um, so it's a little bit of everything. But even as worked up as I got for those back-to-back overtime games, even as frustrating as those are, um, at the end of the day, I mean, Jerome Tank found a way and this team found a way to win the games. Uh, and if it doesn't matter how ugly the next five games are, like I said, if you're going into Big 12 play 11-2 and two or whatever that record would be, um, including a road win at LSU, including a three-game sweep of the series that you booked with Nebraska, including a third third straight with one more to go win over Wichita State, including the first ever K-State Big 12 Big East uh, battle game win because you know you're over. Uh, you know, lost the game versus Butler, lost both games versus Marquette. If you can win this game versus Villanova, uh, again, doesn't matter how ugly it looks if you get those wins. Uh, and, and I do think I'm 100% in this camp of not always seeing the forest through the trees. I, I definitely um, spazzed out a little bit over those last two games. Um, but I think there's some problems, but I, I think Drum Tang's going to get it fixed. I still think this team is an NCAA tournament team. I think it's going to be closer to a bubble team. I think this is a bubble team. I think it's right side of the bubble or bubble adjacent. Uh, I don't think we're going to be in the conversation for, you know, a top five seed. I think we're going to be closer to six to 11, uh, you know, seven to 12 range. Uh, but but I think we're in the tournament. I think this team will be dancing and I, and I don't think they're going to have to play in. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, I, I do think everything's going to be all right. At least I'm choosing to believe that right now. And I'll let you guys know it if I jump off that uh, bridge. Um, but I, I'm not there yet. Uh, all right, we got another one from Will. What's your Christmas meal, ham or turkey? Uh, neither. Christmas evening, Christmas dinner, quote-unquote, the dinner I have on Christmas Day is Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. Um, it's a tradition that started a while back. It actually started with my aunt Susan. Uh, we adopted that as well. Um, and, and that's what we do. And I absolutely love it because our big Christmas meal, our quote unquote Christmas dinner, the more traditional Christmas dinner, we have beef tenderloin on Christmas Eve evening. That's why Christmas Eve is my favorite night of the year. I love Christmas Eve. Um, it's the best dinner of the year. It's, it, it's fun. Red wine, whiskey, I'm, I'm having the time of my life. Christmas Eve is, is the best night of the year, uh, and, and we do b- beef tenderloin. And then uh, Christmas night, uh, you know, dinner of the 25th, we have Papa Murphy's Steak and Bake Pizza. Uh, fine, yeah, final one from Will. Shout out to Will. Um, here we go. Hold on. Overall sentiment, I feel that making it to the Pop-Tarts Bowl is seen as a win by the K-State fan base. 
If you could pick between the two, would you have? Would you rather the Pop Tart Bowl or the Alamo Bowl? Uh, Alamo, ten out of ten. Um, I could realistically have gone to the Alamo Bowl. I absolutely love San Antonio. Every time I've been, I've, I've loved San Antonio. Uh, ironically enough, never for the Alamo Bowl, but I've been to San Antonio three or four times. Um, so I would have chose that. Uh, seeing that we're playing Arizona, and that I, I think it would be fun. I, I, I you, look, I, I know we're playing them as a non-con game the next two years, and then they're on the conference schedule the next two. But that would mean we'd be playing Arizona five times, five times out of the next five years, including uh, our final game this year, and I think our second or third game next year. Um, I think kind of building that up, it, it could it could become and feel a little bit more like a rivalry, um, you know, by the end of that five game stretch. I, I think that would have been fun. Would have been a much much tougher game. Um, I think we match up well. I think we're going to beat NC State. I don't know if I would have predicted. I don't know if I'd predict us to beat Arizona in this bowl game, um, but I I, I would have probably gone. Uh, and it's the higher value game. Uh, so I, I probably would have chose uh, the Alamo Bowl. Now, if I had access to a private jet, I mean, I might say, okay, let's just roll with the uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl and fly into Orlando. But sadly, I don't. All right, Morgan, a football question. What player that didn't get much playing time in the season will show up big in the bowl game? I mean, is it too easy to say Avery Johnson? Um I mean, I, I obviously he's going to start. He's going to be the guy at quarterback. Um, but I think Chidi Obiezor, a defensive end, with Nate Matlack going into the portal, I think Chidi Obiezor um, at defensive end, I, I think he might be the guy who kind of surprises some folks. Uh, I think Garrett Oakley is going to have a big one as well. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't be saying, oh, Ben Sennett's opting out. Um, I don't know that. He hasn't announced that yet. That is a, an assumption on my part. But I think Oakley could have a massive game like – Five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if if Senate decides to just start preparing for the Senior Bowl, um, so so those are those are a few guys that, that I'll have my eye on. Uh, basketball. How concerned should we be um, that guys like Perry can only make shots in the second half? Uh, I don't look. I don't know if we should be concerned. I, I mean, you can be concerned. Um, the level of concern, not through the roof um the guy obviously can make shots uh for whatever reason he just seems maybe a little tentative he, he it takes him a while to get into the games um i mean so I, like on a concerned level i'm on the plane uh, but it's only like a two um i think he'll figure it out again he, he's he's a good enough shooter and he's a good enough player that i don't think there's a an obvious reason for it um so i'm a little concerned so it's a two, um, not a zero, um, but like a two. Again, I I think he'll figure it out. I hope so, at least. Another one from Suburban Legend. Will guys transferring and missing the bowl game make special teams even less special for the Cats versus NC State? Um, it very well could be. You know, Shane Porter um, is one of the big-time special teams guys. Um, I'd have to go back and try to chart and find other guys um, who who are leaving that that might make an impact, but at the same time you gotta think maybe some true freshmen can step up and try to make big plays on special teams. I'm not worried about it. Again, um, I think the I think the 
panic over special teams has been a little bit big the entire season. I understand people's frustrations, um, but I think it's going to be okay. Or like I said last time, at least I hope so. All right, we got Doug next. What are the coaches going to be looking to fill through the transfer portal? Any big surprises so far for KSU's departures? I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow. Doug, tune in on Wednesday, um, and I'll talk all about it. Uh, Cats uh, underscore cowpoke. If the team names Wildcats and the Retrievers slash Labradors were out of the picture, what would be a suitable mascot for Kansas State? The state has a rich Old West cowboy history. Bisons, pioneers, and settlers would love to hear your thoughts. I think I've answered stuff like this before. I immediately kind of think towards uh, the Meadowlarks, the abolitionists. um, You know, there's buffalo. And and here's the thing. If we're going to get away from wildcats, I don't want to do cowboys. I don't want to do buffaloes. I want to go unique you know the salamanders um so i i i mean i probably lean towards the abolitionists um you know lawrence has has a rich abolitionist history but remember manhattan was also found founded by abolitionists coming from the east to settle in kansas uh so i think the the kansas state university abolitionists or the kansas state university metal larks larkham larks uh, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where my head goes. Um, again, I is there is is there something cool like a cool alternative for the the cowboy from the cowboys or you know the the outlaws? Uh, I don't really love the outlaws. Um, you know, Western Kansas stuff. Um, but you know, whatever. I'd love to know yours, uh, your your choice. But I think the the abolitionist is is where I'd go. Um, Casey Doyle, best Christmas present you've ever received. Oh, I, I was big into sports memorabilia collecting early on. I got a uh, when I, when I was younger, and I think my parents would like me now that I have a house of my own to kind of take some of this stuff with me. But I don't have a proper place where I could display it all, and um, I'm bad at interior design. Um, but a, an autographed football from Tony Richardson was one of the best. Um, a Papa shot, uh, and a tabletop hockey. Um, like it, it was like hockey, but like almost like foosball, uh, but hockey, but we also had like a foosball, a mini foosball, uh, and, uh, billiards table hybrid gift. Um, trying to think the, I mean, those, those were the, the big ones. Um, before breweries stopped letting you bring in your own, uh, growlers, uh, or, uh, yeah, growlers. Uh, a few years ago, I got uh, a two pack of growlers uh, with CO two cartridges to keep the beer fresher longer. Um, so as an adult, that was that was one of the best ones. Um, I loved some snow globes when I was younger. Um, absolutely loved those. Um, my sister in law Andrea gives me a twelve month calendar every year with with pictures. Um, like me and Chauncey or old pictures when I was younger, like on my December, like for birthday, like so, so a really cool 12 month calendar. And I really enjoy getting that every year. So those are a few of them. I can't pick just one. All right. We got our guy, Ethan again. Would you rather have a coach like prime that is super transparent about each player 
and inside news or more closed-lipped coach. 100%. Oh, man. I was about to say closed-lipped, but but I'm frustrated when that happens. Um, Credit where credit's due. Jerome Tang is about as closed lip when it comes to like kind of inside information uh, leaking out to folks, uh, and that's frustrating. So, do I like that? Um, if you're choosing, if you're making me choose between the the extremes, I'm saying closed lip because Prime he talks way too much, but it works for him, I guess. I mean, they didn't go to a bowl game and they're having a bunch of transfers, but he was Sports Person of the Year according to Sports Illustrated. So good for him. All right, last uh, handful, we got uh, Alex, some from Kate, and then we're going to end with Tristan. Alex, and this is a great one, who wins a Pop-Tart eating contest, the starting five of the offensive line or the starting 11 on defense? I'm going with the starting 11 on defense. Obviously, Uso, head-to-head with anyone, I imagine, can put down some some Pop-Tarts. Um, the defensive ends, I think Khalid Duke can hold his own. Um, Nate Matlack's leaving, so Brendan Mott or Cody Stuffelbean, I think either one of those guys can put down some Pop-Tarts. Um, Kobe Savage, he's such a competitor. I don't, I don't think he's going to lay down uh, lightly. Uh, Keenan Garber and Josh er, and Jacob Parrish, they're, they're not helping you out much at all. Uh, but, you know, Desmond Purnell, he, he could put some down. Austin Moore, he could put some down. Um... I'm trying to think. Siegel, competitor. I, I, I'm giving. I'm going with the eleven. I think it'd be close because you think, hey, double it up. You should be able to some big boys. I think it's close, but I'm going with the starting eleven on defense. Great question, Alex. All right, got some from Kate. The first one. What will be the best Big Twelve home games to attend for women's basketball and men's basketball? Men's basketball. Look, it, it's Big Monday versus KU. Um, it, it, that is like I, I I know Tang says hey I I want I want fans to, to show up because K State's playing not because of who K State because because K State is playing not who K State is playing and I get that but when KU comes to town Bramlage Coliseum is the single best atmosphere in college basketball game in game out I think Bramlage Coliseum. When you have a good team in the Jerome Tang year, I think this year, if you're looking game in, game out, Bramlage Coliseum is a top 20 atmosphere in all of college basketball. Excuse me. All of college basketball, top 20 atmosphere. Game in, game out. Game one to game 20, it is a top 20 venue for atmosphere in college basketball. But the number one atmosphere in the entire year for all of college basketball, any level, is... K-State hosting KU on a big Monday, 110%. For women's basketball, let me see. I mean, KU coming to town, they're not great, but, you know, Texas. Texas on Saturday, uh, January 13th, 1 p.m. Texas currently ranked 5. I don't know what they'll be ranked here a month from now. Um, I imagine probably still in the top 10, but Texas is spicy. Case If K-State wins that one, look out, because I think that's the only time. No, I guess they go to Texas in, in February. But if you win that game, um, folks, look out. The Big 12 championship is 110% on the table if you take down Texas on Saturday the 13th. So 
Those are the home games for both men's basketball and women's basketball. Um, if you could attend any uh, road basketball game this year, non-tournament, where would you go for women's basketball and for men's basketball? Okay, so since I have the women's schedule pulled up, I, I would say Monday, uh, January 22nd at Baylor. Um, that would be the road game I would choose. Oh, Yeah. I think I would still I, I would choose that over the Texas road game. And then for the men, I mean, as much as I hate it, and again, I mean, it's boring, but I, I'd probably choose the game in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, again, I, I've been lucky enough to – I've gone to probably 30 KU men's basketball games in Allen Fieldhouse, lucky enough to go to a ton growing up. Um, I've been to probably – Six K-State KU games in Allen Fieldhouse. The first one I went to was Jim Woldridge's win. Um, so I probably should have just stopped there. Um, but, I mean, it I mean, it, it probably is the best atmosphere. I think Houston might be the best team K-State plays on the road. But that's not going to be a fun atmosphere. It's not going to be... I mean, it's just not going to be fun at all. Maybe go to Texas on Big Monday since that's the last time we're going to play Texas. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that. Last time we're going to play, t- oh, man, BYU, that'd be pr- – no, the the final game we'll ever play in Texas, they have that brand-new arena. It's a big Monday. Texas is good, too. Um, so I'm going to say the big Monday game on February 19th when we play at Texas. All right, let's see. Does the emergence of the Gap Goat predict a deep tournament run for women's basketball? I hope so. I hope they're getting at least to the second weekend. If you want to know what the Gap Goat is, go back and listen to my show with Brian Smoller from last week. Two more from Kate. Uh, If the ACC collapses, what four schools would you like to see added to the Big 12? Um, Pitt, because then you get the backyard brawl. Um, that's number one. Virginia Tech, because because I'm going with somewhat realistic and, and teams I, I think could be there. Because um, you're not going to get Florida State, you're not going to get Miami, um, you're not going to get North Carolina. So NC State and then Duke. Why not? There you go. So Virginia Tech, Pitt, NC State, and Duke. I reserve the right to change that. Um, from Francis to Chauncey, that her dog is Francis. What is on Chauncey's Santa Paws list? Uh, treats and big toys. Um, his favorite toys are, you know, the big ones. He, he loves to throw them up in the air. He loves to wrestle with them. Uh, and he, he's a treat-motivated guy, so treats as well. Final one uh, from Tristan. Do you think Kleiman is getting excited with more and more opportunity to show off the talent he's brought in over the last couple years for the bowl game, or is he getting nervous? No. Chris Kleiman has never been nervous a day in his life. I think he's looking forward to it. I think everyone's looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun bowl game, um, so I think he's looking forward to it. All right, that's all we have. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as well. Um Probably going to keep, I mean, because it's easy to do a question and answer podcast. Um, I want to keep things going. I, stay tuned. We'll see if we have one next week. At some point, we're going to get Grant back on here for our annual drunk Q&A, uh, where we'll both get a little sauce and answer some questions. That one usually is a pretty long episode. 
Um, but that's all we have. Tomorrow I'm going to talk uh, some transfer portal stuff. Thursday it's going to be the reaction to the Villanova game, getting ready for the LSU game. Friday, looking to get a guest on as well. Uh, so stay tuned on all of that. Um, it's it's a season of giving. Please, please, please consider giving it, giving to a charitable uh, cause of your choice, whether it is treasure or your time and labor. Just try to give back if you have the ability to this holiday season. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have. Um, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world. For all K-State fans everywhere, I want to wish you a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas. I want to say we love you guys, and go Cats. Network.